من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرد فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعل من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن الزاد التقوى فإن خير الزاد التقوى وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but Allah, our sustainer, our creator, our cherisher, who has sent us in this world for a short and appointed time. After our time is up, we'll all be returning to Allah. We'll be all returning to our real home. Where did we come from? Where did we come from? hundred years ago, none of us were here. And a hundred years later, is any of us going to be here? So we have come from Allah and we'll be returning to Him. Wallahu yadwa ila dari salam. Allah continuously is calling us to our real home. The home of peace, the home of tranquility, the home where there is no problem. Home where there is youth and no old age, where there is health and no sickness. Happiness and no sadness. Resources and food and provision and no lack of it. And life journey, sometimes we have to get on a journey in this life. Sometimes we, we have to get on some journeys in this life to try to get away from everything we know, to try to get closer to Allah. And one of those journeys is the journey when you go to visit the houses of Allah. Visit the house of Allah in Mecca, in, in Kaaba. When you visit the masjid, the house of Allah in Medina, the Prophet's masjid, Masjid al-Nabawi in Medina. If you do one salah, one rakah is equal to a hundred thousand rakah in Masjid al-Haram, in Kaaba. You pray one salah, you get the reward of one hundred thousand salah. And you, you say one rakah, you do one salah in the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ, according to some narrations, you get the reward of 50,000 times the reward. And Allah can, you know, be ghayri hisab, Allah can grant you so much more if Allah wants. But sometimes you take this journey to try to go back to where it all came down. Where Ibrahim ﷺ and his son Ismail ﷺ built the foundation of the Kaaba. And according to some historians, Adam was the first one to lay the foundation and later on that the Kaaba, the house of Allah, you know, was flooded during the flood of Nuh and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked Ibrahim to rebuild the Kaaba, rebuild the masjid of Allah in a city that, that is Mubarak, Bibakatim Mubaraka, city that is blessed, a place that is blessed. According to some scholars, this creation of the earth started that the entire earth was water and the first piece of land, the bubbles that came to form the first piece of land started at the place of Kaaba. And we know that 
not just the people that are always going around, that everything in our life should circle around God, circle, circle around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should, everything should be centered around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we signify that with the tawaf around the masjid of, of Kaaba, Baytullah. That seven heavens above the masjid, the Kaaba, the Masjid Al-Haram, seven heavens above, there is a house of Allah called Baytul Ma'mur. And 70,000 angels do tawaf. They go around the house of Allah from Fajr till Maghrib, from sunrise to sunset. And then when sunset happens, a new batch of 70,000 angels show up, and then the last batch leaves. And one batch of 70,000 that makes one that, the tawaf, and once they leave, they'll never come back to it until the Day of Judgment. Allah has created, this is where Rasulullah invited people to oneness of Allah. This is where he used to pray and they used to bring the, the intestine of, of camel or other you know, animals and they would dump it on him as he was praying. This is where the Prophet made, you know, he came back after the, after the opening, the reconquest of Makkah. The conquest of Makkah after he took Makkah over, and this is where they called Adhan, and they freed the house of Allah from all the idols. Sometimes you take certain journeys to get closer to Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we should sometimes visit these houses of Allah, the Kaaba, the Masjid al-Haram, the Masjid of the Prophet But Allah says that what provision should you take on that journey? He said, you can prepare, you know, some food and you can prepare to take some money. You can make sure these days you have to have your passport and your phone. But Allah is saying in the Quran, that's the most important provision. That The best of provision to take on that journey to Allah, to go to visit Allah's house and to reclaim that faith and iman. And where the Quran came down to the Prophet ﷺ, to reclaim that journey. The best provision you have to take is taqwa. And what is taqwa, guys? Taqwa is the mindfulness of Allah. You have to be deeply aware and conscious. Just be, be connected to Allah. Be mindful of Allah. When Ibrahim left Hajar, his wife Hajar with the little baby Ismail in Makkah, there was no Kaaba yet. There was no masjid yet. There was no food or water yet. There was nobody yet. And they were left alone. And what provision did they have? Did Hajar have in her heart? What provision did Hajar have? What provision did she have? Taqwa. She had the mindfulness of Allah. I'm going to go over, next few minutes, I'm going to go over seven qualities of Hajar's heart. How many qualities? Seven. Seven qualities of Hajar's heart as she was left alone in Makkah. And I want you to remember these seven. And inshallah in your next Islamic studies class, I want the Islamic studies teachers to ask, what were those qualities of Hajar When Hajar was left with the babies Ismail, the first quality that Hajar had, the first quality her heart had to get used to was one of the first qualities she has to get used to after, after Ibrahim left was 
her heart had to learn how to be alone with Allah. She had to learn how to be in silence with nobody around her but Allah. She had to be comfortable with nobody else but with Allah. Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah said, the long silence is key to worship. When we turn off noise, we can really learn to focus and, and look inside our heart, understand deep down in our heart the fitra and the guidance Allah has placed in our heart. We can listen to the whispers of the angels and we can understand the revelation of Allah better when we tune ourselves out of all the, all the noise we're having all the time around us and just be silent and alone with Allah. Hajar salam had to do that because there was nobody around her other than the baby Ismail. How many minutes a day are you able to be silent with Allah? How many minutes a day are you alone with Allah? You're just having this alone, this remembrance and this conversation with Allah. How many minutes? How many seconds? For number one, quality one. Quality two is Hajar salam, the Hajar's heart. Second quality was she had to sacrifice her attachment with anything and everything, anyone and everyone other than Allah. She had to give up her, her attachment. If she was attached to her husband, Ibrahim, she had to give it up. If she was attached to the city that she used to live in, she had to give it up. If she was attached to the neighborhood she was used to, she had to give it up. If she was attached to all the food and the lifestyle that she was used to, she had to give it up. Nothing would work. Even if she was attached to the money or the currency that she was used to, she had to give it up. Because that currency doesn't have any value anymore because there is nothing to trade. No one to go to and use that money with. She had to detach herself from everything she knew, everyone she knew, and she had to attach her heart with Allah. The spirit of Umrah and the spirit of Hajj, when you go to visit Allah's house, you have to give up the attachment of this world, your family, your kids, your your spouse, your, your, your positions, your titles, your neighborhood, your country, your language, your money, everything and you only know and you attach your heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My question to you guys, what attachment of this world do we know how to give up for Allah? Are we able to give up social media sometimes for the sake of Allah? Are we able to give up wrong company for the sake of Allah? Are you able to give up Excess in our food, our spending for the sake of Allah. Are you able to give up excess in gaming and watching Netflix or whatever we're watching for the sake of Allah? Are you able to give up the attachment of this world, things our heart is attached to for the sake of attaching ourselves with Allah? First I said silence. Second I said attachment. Detaching yourself from everything you know, attaching yourself with Allah. Third quality of Hajar's heart. Reliance on Allah. Tawakkul and reliance on Allah. Who did Hajar salam's heart rely on when she was left alone? She asked, when Ibrahim was, salam, was not, able, not allowed to speak, she asked that, is it by the command of Allah? And Ibrahim salam nodded. Ibrahim salam gave a sign. Yes, it is by the command of Allah that you've been left alone. And then what did she say? She said, then Allah will never forget us. Allah would not leave us alone. Allah would not leave us alone. Allah will not waste us. So immediately her attention went to ilah. We say, what do we say? La ilaha illallah. Do you know what ilah is? 
Ilah is when you're in difficulty, in problem, when you're alone, when you have nobody else to help you, help you, or when you're in difficulty, a problem, or a challenge, the first thing that your attention goes towards is your ilah. You're in a difficulty, لا, not, no one can help me, ilah, except Allah. Illallah. So, my question to you, when you're in difficulty, when you're alone, who does your mind go to first? When you get in trouble, who do your mind go to first? Who does your heart turn to first? Is it Allah or is it someone else? Number four, fourth quality of Hajar's heart was hope. Hope. What did Hajar's heart focus on more, hope or fear? What did it focus on more, fear or hope? We have to fear Allah so that Allah does, so we have to fear the punishment, we have to fear the consequence. But what did Hajar fear at the time of her trial when she was left alone? Hope. Why? Because when you're going through a trial, you should never give up hope in Allah. When you're going through a challenge or a difficulty or a test, you should never give up hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But guess what guys? Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is after you fulfill the obligation to Allah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said, the difference between hope and just wishful thinking is that wishful thinking involves laziness. You don't do anything, you just lie around thinking Allah will forgive me. You just hope that Allah will forgive me, but you don't do much. But Hajar is doing everything in her power and beyond her power. She's being left alone and she's sacrificing for Allah. After she has done all of that, now she has to hope for Allah's mercy and Allah's help more than fear at that time. Because when my question to you is, when we are in a difficulty, when you're going through loss, when you have lost something important to you, what do you have? What do you focus on? Hope or fear? Do you give up hope in Allah? Do you get, become hopeless? Do you get depressed or sad? Or you find energy? No, Allah is with me. Allah will take care of me. I can turn to Allah. Hope. Okay. And then, okay. Number five is that what did Hajar's limbs and body do reflecting her connection to Allah? What did her body do? Her heart had all these qualities, qualities of silence and being alone with Allah, detaching her heart from everything but Allah, relying on Allah, hoping in Allah's help. And then what did her body and her limbs do? Did it just stay in one place and just think that I'll wait until Allah's help comes? No, she got up. You know what our scholars taught us? Our scholars taught us that hope needs to be accompanied by action. When you hope in Allah's mercy, you have to get up and you have to move. Umrah and Hajj when you move, you do tawaf, you move around the Kaaba. You move, you walk to Mina, and then from Mina to, to Arafah, and from Arafah to Muzdalifah, and Muzdalifah to Mina, and then Mina back to Kaaba. You have to be on movement for the sake of Allah, seeking Allah. So she was seeking Allah between Safa and Marwa. She was, she was running between Safa and Marwa. And if you see the rocks of Safa, the original rocks that is preserved today, it is not easy to walk on those rocks. It's daunting. It's very difficult to think that how am I even going to hike on here even with shoes on? 
and she was running between those rocks. Now we have nice, you know, nice beautiful lanes made between Safa and Marwa. Even then, by the time I was on my fifth round, you know, I was like, oh man, gonna drag my feet, right? I need to get, I need to sit for one of those foot massage for a few minutes. You know, it could be like a really good business. A lot of people will sit and just get a massage and then keep moving. But the sixth and the seventh, you're like, oh, you're dragging your feet. Oh my God, my feet hurt. Right? And now they have those mopeds for like elderly people that can't walk. You can get on that like, you know, and just go around Safamara. But think about Hajar Salam that running between the two hills. She was making the effort. So the fifth quality of Hajar Salam was that she didn't give up. She didn't just withdraw and say, I'm just going to wait. She worked hard to try to seek Allah's bounty. She knew that Allah's bounty was going to come. She sought it out. And with that movement, Allah gave her opening. Angel Jibreel came, struck the ground, water started gushing out, so much water started coming that she had to say zam zam, to, to stop, stop. And that water, subhanallah, became something that nourishes the soul of the pilgrims and the hajis until the day of judgment. Subhanallah. So, my question too is, when, when, you, when, you, when you're going through a difficulty, when you're going through a trial, when you have problems, do you give up making effort for Allah? Do you just withdraw and just feel hopeless? Or do you with the hope make effort to seek out Allah's help? And the sixth quality, I said seven, but I think my numbering was wrong. So I'm going to share six. <laughs> so the sixth quality of Hajar Salam's heart was gratitude. Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua before he left. Rabbana inni askantu min zurriyati biwadin ghayri zi zar'in inda baytikal muharram. Rabbana liyuqimu salah faja'al afidatan minal nas tahuyi ilayhim warzukhum minal thamarati la'allahum yashkurun. Allah grant them, open, them, open the provisions to my family Allah so they can be grateful to you Allah. What did Hajar do after all of these waiting when the water came? Did she wash? How, what was her heart like when she saw Zamzam? Was she soaked in gratitude of Allah? Was she filled in the gratefulness of Allah? Or was she complaining like, oh, water came, but where is food? Was she looking for the next thing or was she grateful for what Allah had given her at that time? Because that Zamzam became both food and water. So, when, when Allah gives us His help and His bounties, we, we don't keep looking for more and more. We stop and whatever Allah gives, we be thankful and grateful. And Allah increases it for us. Allah makes it enough for us. If we are grateful. If we are grateful. So, when the blessings arrived, how was the heart of Hajar salam? When we get things we prayed for, we worked for, what quality prevails in our heart? Do we indulge in that blessing and be really grateful to Allah? Or are we, are, do we forget about that blessing and we start thinking about what's next? So these are the qualities of the heart of Hajr. There might have been more. But as I was exploring the taqwa that Allah talks about, be mindful of Allah when you go, to, go in Allah's path, what does, what, does, what does the taqwa look like? It is that silence between you and Allah, the conversation between you and Allah, being alone with Allah. It is the sacrifice of your attachment of the world, attaching your heart to Allah. Not relying on, on material things, but relying on Allah. 
hoping, having a lot of hope in Allah's mercy and forgiveness and making effort, moving for the sake of Allah, seeking Allah's bounties and being grateful of whatever Allah gives. Being grateful of whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. May Allah grant us tawfiq, inshallah, to continue to strive for these beautiful qualities of hajr that was revived by not just her, but all the prophets, our Prophet When he also went into Ghar Hira, had this detachment before he became a prophet. And this was the condition of the heart of the righteous. May Allah grant us tawfiq to have a beautiful heart. What a beautiful role model. What a beautiful role model is Hajar. And what beautiful actions of hers that Allah accepted so much that Allah has asked all of us to do during Umrah and Hajj until the Day of Judgment. May Allah grant us all the tawfiq. May Allah forgive us and continue to increase us in mercy and blessings. Ameen. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, اللهم بارك على محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. May Allah send His choices, blessings, and peace be upon our beloved Prophet and his family and his companions and his companions and his ummah and his followers until the day of judgment. Gratitude. I was talking about gratitude, and I'll end with this: that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, whatever Allah gives you, you have to be grateful, and, and you have to. Allah will increase that for you. You know this blue thobe that I'm wearing? This is a gift Allah has given me after the Umrah. I got this in Makkah before I performed my first Umrah. And then I almost lost it in Medina. Almost lost it in Medina. So we basically had a carry-on. We had a backpack and a carry-on and a check-in. So we put our check-in in Medina. And then they said, okay, you guys are all good. Now go through security. We went to security and they said, why do you have a carry-on? And we said, we flew like this from the U.S., we have a backpack and a, and a carry-on. So the security said, no, you, you're not allowed to have two things. And we said, this is a personal item and this is a carry-on. And they said, no, you can't have this. We're like, what? Like, yeah, you can't have it. And then we're like, okay. And then we all came out, went to the counter and we said, can we check this in and we'll pay for this? They said, no, you can't because the counter is closed. And, the, and when boarding starts, there's nobody at the counter. So everybody moved to the plane. We're like, so what are you going to do? We <laughs> so basically, you know, uh, all our materials, everything that we got in you know, Makkah, Medina, our dates, a bunch, bunch of different dates and all the different things that we bought, they're all in the carry-on. And then they were like, you got to go, otherwise you're going to miss your flight. So they are not letting us check in or they're not letting us take, take our, 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 our carry-on, right? And last time we lost our check-in luggage from Medina, so this time we were like, okay, we're definitely going to keep all the, all the important stuff in our hand. <laughs> and so basically, uh, my brother, my wife and I had one, and my brother had one, we just left it. We left it right in front of those people, left it right there, and we said bye, you know, and, and we, we were leaving, right? 
And because I didn't have a personal item, I had my carry-on, but they said, no, it's 15 pounds, you gotta dump stuff out. So I started dumping all this stuff out, like in the middle of nowhere, and this came out with this, the thobe. And then as we were just leaving all those suitcases and the materials, I just looked back and I said, I did Umrah with, with this, maybe I should grab this. So I just grabbed it on the way back and then ran to the plane. So we lost, you know, all of those things, and, and then, you know, I grabbed the thobe and I thought that Allah subhanahu wa has gifted me this as a memory of this Umrah. And as we were taking off the plane and we're thinking that we kind of lost a few hundred dollars worth of materials, then I was thinking that should I be worried about what we lost materially or that the loss that I'm having right now that I'm leaving the Prophet or I'm leaving the house of Allah or the gratitude for the beautiful blessing Allah has given me by bringing me to Umrah. And just for a minute, even though it took a little bit, for a minute I said, Allah, if I can have one last sight of the green dome of the Prophet, then I'm, all this loss is fine. Give me one more sight of the green dome of the Prophet and all this loss is good. And as we were taking off, alhamdulillah, we took off right by the Masjid of the Prophet I took a look at the Masjid of the Prophet, I said my salawat, bismillah, and we took off and we left. So I just wanted to share this story because Sometimes Allah tests you, like Hajar salam. she was tested. Allah tests you by letting go of certain material things in this life. At that point you have to remember that am I attaching my heart to material things or am I attaching my heart to Allah and the Prophet salam? May Allah give us tawfiq and may Allah forgive us and may Allah accept from us inshallah. Allahumma nassalu khairima salaka min nabiyuka habibuka Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Na'uzu bika min shari ma sta'aza min nabiyuka habibuka Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.